just because a bunch of people say no to your idea, you need one person to say yes. And that's, that's what I, that's what I got with Drexel. And I mean, I proved it right there, right? Mm -hmm. You just need one person to say yes. Yes. That's so true. Whether, whether it's in your business or in your career, once you get that one, yes, that just catapults you. Exactly. Have you enjoyed listening to the Incredible podcast? Are you looking for a way to support it? Or maybe you just want some swag? Check out the Incredible store today. We have shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, hats, stickers, and so much more. Go to Incredible.org, I-N-C-R-E-D-I-Ball.org, and click on the store link. Or go to link in my socials bio and click on the Incredible Shop. Looking forward to seeing your Incredible look. Turn this up! Turn this up! Your professional development is one of the keys to your career success. When you combine your desire to grow with actionable steps, your journey to success becomes an incredible reality. Welcome to the Incredipal Podcast. And now, sharing his expertise, experience, and excellence with the world, here's your host, Paul Faranby. Hi, I'm Paul Faranby, and welcome to the Incredipal Podcast, where we learn how to become the most incredible versions of ourselves by learning from each other. Today, I have Alexa Curtis on the show. She's a blogger, former radio host, podcaster, and fearless entrepreneur. That's just a few things about her, but how about you, Alexa? Introduce yourself the way you would do it. Oh my gosh, Paula, thank you so much for having me. Um, I I love your work. I know we've been uh, connected for quite some time now, yeah. so it's quite an honor to, to be on the show. Awesome. But you said it, you said it, yeah, perfectly. I started as a blogger back in 2011 and built the lifestyle site out into this full-time more media style company with a podcast, had a radio Disney show, and then started a company called Be Fearless Summit. Uh, So a lot of the work I do right now is really just helping young professional women predominantly be fearless, land their dream job and get out of their comfort zone. Wow, that's powerful. I I love all the stuff you've been you've been doing. I know, like you said, we've been connected for a little while. I I think I first saw the stuff you're doing with the Be Fearless Summit. And I think that's amazing that you're pouring into young men, young women to empower them to truly be fearless. Thank you. Yes, I'm glad. That's kind of the whole mission behind it. I even got a tattoo that says fearless back in awesome. gosh, years ago. So yeah, <laughs> it's good if you hopefully can see that. I love it. Love it. So take a step back. I know you, t- you talked about you started with blogging. Um, how, how did you even get into that? What made you want to be a blogger so back in 2007 my father was wrongfully convicted and put in prison in Rhode Island and the year that he yeah the year that he got out I was seven when he went in and 12 when he got out I had always wanted to be an actress I was very uh did very poorly in school really bullied didn't have any friends and just come from this super average upbringing. And so I started to slowly realize that acting was going to be very difficult for me in this super small, isolated town. Mm -hmm. And my mom really didn't have any money to like move me to New York or LA to pursue acting. And it was my sister actually, who randomly one day said, uh, you know, I read about this girl online who started a blog. You should just try and start a blog. 
And so I, I was with her at the time and I just went on her laptop and I simply just typed in how to start a blog and up came blogger.com oh, wow. uh, website called uh, that was basically like Squarespace before Squarespace was a thing. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. And I just came up with the name of life in the fashion lane. So it was a life in the fashion lane.blogspot.com. I wrote the first post and then every day managed to keep writing on it. And it really evolved from there. I didn't have any expectation for it to be anything. I never anticipated being an entrepreneur. Uh This word influencer was not trendy back then. (laughs) And so it was a a hobby for quite some time. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. I think it's interesting because, and I'm sure you've seen it as well. A lot of people who become bloggers or influencers, it doesn't seem like they're trying to go that route. It kind of comes around naturally because of a passion that you have. Is it, Do you agree with that or what have you seen? That's a great question. I do in some capacity. I also think back in the time period that I started this blog it was such new territory. So I don't think anyone I knew who was successful back at that time and has been able to maintain their reputation and their brand and build it really into a brand at this point mm-hmm. had that expectation because it's like, you know, try, it's it was creating a new job. It was creating mm-hmm. a new term. And so at that point, that wasn't something that people were really thinking about mm-hmm. now because it's so common and the term influencer content creator, wow. all of that, are they're such buzzwords, right? <sighs> Back when I was starting, those were not buzzwords. So like I said, I use the word hobby because I think for most of us at the beginning, it really was. And now those that have petered off have realized that like making it full-time is very difficult. And the <laughs> ones of us who have made it into companies, it's really our mission. So it's it's different now. I mean, people definitely have higher expectations mm-hmm. than we probably did back then, but it it's also allows them to be more strategic with how they would pursue this type of a career path. Yes, definitely, definitely. Oh, I I, I agree with that. I think yeah. it's been said that a lot of people growing up right now, like they want to be a YouTuber or an influencer. That's the trending thing to do. So definitely has shifted a lot. Totally. Say. That's cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And the YouTube territory I can't really attest to. I mean, when I was starting, YouTube was really big. So part of me kind of kicks myself. I didn't perhaps pursue that avenue Mm. as strongly then. Mm -hmm. But even so, it was more people getting viral and whatnot from YouTube and then building it into a brand versus going on YouTube and thinking, I'm going to make a million dollars from this. (laughs) Yeah. It takes a lot of hard work. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of times I say that people think there's th- such thing as an overnight success, but maybe it's it's really just people just notice them overnight, but they've been putting in the work for months, many times years before anyone even knows who they are. And then they're finally Agreed. noticed. Agreed. A hundred percent. That's that's the very common thing for entrepreneurs. Now for influencers and TikTokers, whatever, it's not like that. But for entrepreneurs, you know, real business owners, most of it is not an overnight success. It's just not set up for entrepreneurship to be something that you get successful in very fast. Are you a STEM student? Do you have questions about life after undergrad? Are you not sure what professional development really means? Or maybe you just want to meet some incredible people and ask questions to someone who's been in your shoes before. 
the incredible student community is for college students who want some help navigating through college, finding their way into grad school, a career, or even starting a business. We will meet once a month for an hour each time. You can reach out with questions at any time through a special group of people you know are serious about their growth as a student leading into a professional. Go to incredipal.org slash community to learn more about this. You can also go to my about page, incredipal.org slash about to learn more about me. Join me in becoming the most incredible student you can be. Mm. Yeah, agree, agree. So I know you also mentioned that you were a radio uh, radio host for Radio Disney. How was that? How how did that become about? That's fascinating to me. Yes. Oh gosh. Uh, so I was living in Boston at the time. I moved out at seventeen, did the whole starving artist thing, and then ended up in Boston. And I found this list online of a bunch of producers and I BCC'd. Yeah, I literally just was Googling one day and up came this list with everyone in the entertainment industry. And I ended up sending an email to um, hundreds of them saying I at the time had had my podcast that was successful and I had done some TV segments. And I got one response about a week later from someone at Disney who essentially said, if you live in LA, let's take a meeting. And I was kind of freaking out at the time because just something told me that this was perhaps going to turn into something more. I really didn't know at that point also what it would take to get like a Disney's attention. Mm. Uh, And the way that I was even able to get their attention is so bizarre and not common, especially because I'm not an actress. So someone just obviously believed in me when they got that email, but I ended up subletting my apartment, moving to LA with a friend at the time. And in that three months, uh, started taking meetings with them and they were really kind of obsessed with the fearless thing. They loved the word fearless. They loved this fearless Fridays moving that movement I had started. Nice. And so I ended up getting a show called Fearless Every Day. We tried to make it Fearless Fridays, but because I had already put out Fearless Fridays online, Disney wasn't really allowed to pursue that name. Mm. And so I started the show production about maybe six or eight months after I started taking meetings with them. Wow. And it was it was incredible. Yeah. So I ended up staying in L.A., I uh, got, you know, a full time apartment there and made that really my home base and went in probably five or six days a week to film. And wow. it was awesome. That is an incredible story and truly a story about being fearless, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's exactly uh, the exact story I like to tell people when it comes down to how to get out of your comfort zone and have also no expectations. I think that was really helpful because I didn't expect anything from Disney. Mm-hmm. And so there's such a subtle surprise and having no expectations and then getting something so unexpected. Yeah, I love it. So this whole idea of being fearless, I know that's a huge part of your your brand. And I know occasionally you will do stuff on social media where you'll call back people who have rejected you and really just let the audience listen in. How how did that even come to be? Like, I, I know it's a part of fearless, but like what brought about doing that? So I'm trying to, I actually think the calling people back started. And so I was in, um, 
I was in Europe over the holidays mm. and uh, my boyfriend at the time was skiing. He was like a big skier and I liked to ski, but like, I'm not, I didn't want to ski seven days out of the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. And so uh, I figured I have all this time on my hands. The holidays are super dead in my industry. And so I just started, I was like in our hotel room, he was gone and I just was like, screw it. Like, let me see if I can crack this TikTok code. Like, how do you get a bunch of followers in a small <laughs> amount of time? Yeah. And I'm just like, what is the most risky? thing that I've done or I could do and it's like calling people on behalf of myself or faking my own assistant <laughs> and I and I was in the hotel room and I posted one video and within like a day I remember waking up the next day and it had just blown up wow and I was like all right like I think I've maybe cracked this code and of course you know that day he's skiing he's like do you want to come and I'm like no like now I'm in this like I'm yeah. sitting here and I was and I mean of course it's like snowing and stuff outside so there wasn't much for me to do but for that like next probably I would say 72 hours uh, on and off. I just posted like 10, 20, 30 videos of the same stuff. Wow. And I realized that like fluctuating between, you know, talking about my business, but really the like rejection, calling people back was really resonating with people. And so it was like a very honest, authentic thing that I've done in my own life. And I just was kind of filming it. And then when I realized like, ah, okay, this is obviously something that's interesting. Let me just post a lot of this. Mm -hmm. I've kept it, I've kept it going. And so I've been, and that was in that was in late January, not December. And it's now what July and I've still done it. And I think the videos have definitely shown a lot about not only like my character and resilience, but how fearless you have to be in business to be successful. So true. So good. So good. Thank you. I, yeah. Oh, I love it. Because I, I do a lot of stuff talking about resilience. And that's yeah. really all that is, is that a lot of times, and I, I know you've seen it work with people, is that people have this innate fear of failure. I mean, it's human nature. You're afraid of failing. You don't want to look stupid. You don't want to look like you don't know what you're doing. But we don't realize that failure is part of the process. And if we don't fail and try to fail quicker and learn from our mistakes and embrace them, that's the only way to truly be fearless. Exactly. I love that you say that you literally hit it on the head right there. And that fear is obviously very hard to overcome. But when you slowly and gradually get into making it, oh, this is my nephew. Hi, honey. Hey, how's it can going? Hi. Got a guest star. <laughs> you give me 10 minutes and then we can go to the mall. Okay. I'll come inside in a little. Go up the mic okay. That sounds good. Okay. Bye bye. I see you soon. Sorry. No, you're good. Sorry, sorry. Uh, what was I saying? So yes. Okay. I'll, I'll restart that answer. Um, yes. So I love what you said about um, you kind of hit it on the head there, right? That everyone is so nervous and scared of failure, but once you're able to like overcome it, it just becomes something to me that's powered me through and pushed me towards more success because I don't get as intimidated now by the idea of failing. Mm, yes, that's true. It is definitely a process. It takes time. Yeah. And I know for me, I don't know if it ever really truly goes away, but it is more manageable. Oh, yeah. I mean, even when I get comments from people who say like really negative stuff on the videos or how mm -hmm. I handle something when I when I email back, you know, it doesn't make me comfortable like filming myself doing these things. I mean, it's quite uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite, it's good. Like, I don't need to show people that like I'm getting told no. I mean, like, does yeah. anyone it's like going dating, right? Am I gonna oh, yeah. put and dates that I go on that like suck just to like inspire I me. Mean, no, it's weird. Yeah. It's a weird thing. But you know, mm -hmm. I know that the person who watches it, who feels inspired by it mm -hmm. to me completely trumps anyone who's like, you know, your response was weird or this is odd or, you know, why do you care about rejection? And I care because <laughs> I know that someone else will want to 
go through it because I did. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it's a lot of authenticity there because you're yeah. being yourself. And also I think it builds social proof to sh- it, for people to know that you yeah. weren't always successful, which we, I, we all know that no one was always successful, but it's just in with the age of social media influencers, it's really easy to just look at the success and feel like, oh, this person's always been like this. They've never had any struggles. And it's hard to relate to someone like that. Yeah. And that's what I think most people post. And I mean, that's great. That's the great thing about the internet. And I think influencers is you're giving someone a taste of an unattainable lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. Like super thin girls on boats or like really yeah. hot parties and that stuff. And like, that's great, but it's not reality. Mm-hmm. So that's just never been an interest for me to post that kind of stuff because it's, it's not real. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of the downside of social media, right? Is that 90% of people post that because it's set up for that. It's not set up for you to like be posting today. You're like rejected by so-and-so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to take my own spin on it to not like ruin child's mental health. Yeah, no, it's true. Mental yeah. health is, is so critical and it's, it's so easy with social media to get caught up in feeling like you're not enough or you don't measure up. to everyone else because like we just mentioned people are always trying to put their best foot forward and everyone's trying to hide and be like I have it all together there's nothing wrong and like there's if you are human which we all are that are listening or watching the podcast when you're listening on the streaming or if you're on YouTube you are facing different things there's always going to be something going on of course a hundred percent that's life right that's the reality behind even successful people have their own stuff they're dealing with behind the scenes. Yeah, so true, so true. So I know we talked a little bit about the blogging. We talked about the radio hosting and the Be Fearless Summit. I think that was one of, we kind of hit a little bit about it. How did you even go about doing that or even think about doing that? Because I know you work with colleges and universities. Yes. So I was at Disney. I actually just got on the Disney show at the time and I was doing a lot of speaking engagements. Mm. And so I was getting asked to speak. And this is, I started as a fashion blogger and then I made the website way more about being fearless and entrepreneurship. I just realized that was more the category I wanted to become an expert in. And so I was going to a lot of conferences and I just was constantly walking away being like, I didn't really learn anything from my age group, right? 18, 19, 20. Mm-hmm. So because the Disney show had started and the Fearless Fridays thing had started, I literally just ha- had this idea, which is like, oh, like, let me call a bunch of people. At this point, I've interviewed a bunch of celebrities, really successful entrepreneurs on my podcast and on the show. I'm just going to call them up and basically make my own one of these events with the way that I want to do it. So I would feel inspired. Yeah. And so I, I made a business proposal for it. I pitched it out. My, my intuition was like, go with colleges because I'm under the impression I didn't go to college, but I'm under the impression these colleges have so much money um this curriculum is geared towards someone in college mm-hmm. where else would I where else would I do this so I pitch it out mm-hmm. to hundreds of colleges and it's just no 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 for about mm-hmm. a year and I end up in December of 2018 or 29 2019 I think no actually 2018 I think yeah whatever in uh Philadelphia at the Philadelphia conference for women and there is someone from Drexel University there and there she was at the booth all these conferences have you know sponsor booths and stuff and Mm -hmm. I just kind of stride up to her 
And I, I remember saying like, what's your role? What do you do at Drexel? And she was, I think the head of the business uh, university, the division. Oh, wow. And I casually would just, was just like, yeah, well, I have this idea. But it, I literally remember just being like, I think it sucks because like no one says yes to it. <laughs> wow. But, uh, you know, I, I, if you want, like I can send it to you ever. Or if you know of any other universities, it's just bringing together a bunch of successful people in a conference style and she was like, oh, this sounds great. Yeah, send me an email. And I was like, okay. So I, you know, I sent her this business plan and they replied. She CC'd the rest of the team at Drexel and said, you know, can you, can you take a meeting with us? And so I ended up staying in Philly and taking a meeting with them. And I mean, I literally was just like riffing. I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm like, yeah, it's going to look like this and there's going to be sponsors and there's yeah. going to be food. And I'm just like, sure. Yeah, this can't be that hard. And they were like, all right, well, we'll give you all of Drexel. We'll give you our connections. We'll give you the space, but you have to do everything else. And we're not going to pay you. Wow. And I just remember I walked away and was like, that's fine. Like, I'm just going to call these people. They're just going to show up and, you know, we're just going to like speak. And it's like that. And, and of course it was nothing like that. It ends up being this I think I had six months to plan it. I planned it on my own. I pulled off this full day conference with speakers from like Comcast to Hulu to wow. you know media entrepreneurs, Headspace. Uh, I, I organized all of their travel. I got them free hotel rooms. I got Shake Shack to cater a lunch. I wow. lost a ton of money and I made some money, but I walked away from it and I realized the response from people and students was just amazing. And so from there, I, I managed to do about five more. And then um, Grasshopper then ended up merging with another company that I was at for a while called Grasshopper. Sorry, Be Fearless merged with Grasshopper. And then we've did we've done some of some of those. But uh, now if I do another summit, I would like it to be more independent than working with a college because colleges just have so many restrictions. Are you wondering what's next? Has everything you tried failed? Or maybe you just feel stuck then coaching might be right for you. The coaching relationship is a relationship totally centered on you. If you're tired of running on the hamster wheel of life and want to start to see results, reach out to Incredipal for help. So what are you waiting for? Go to incredipal.org slash coaching, I-N-C-R-E-D-I-P-A-U-L.org slash coaching or at I am Incredipal on all my socials. Or you can click the link in the bio for your free coaching session. I want to make sure you become the most incredible version of yourself. Yes. <laughs> I agree with you there. Because yeah. uh, I work with colleges a lot. With a lot of the stuff I do with people who are underrepresented in STEM. And it's it's interesting. Uh, there's definitely a path to take there. <laughs> I'm sure we could talk more about that oh, later. Yeah. But... There's so many paths to take with universities but the best path is one where they're not having to pay you anything <laughs> so yeah. if you want to do anything where you're not having to get paid which is of course no one wants to work for free <laughs> you're in a way better position that's that's so true yeah. but no that that's phenomenal that you were able to connect with that person from drexel and even the the way uh that you even presented it to her you're kind of almost downplaying it and she still loved the idea and was able to connect you with all these people it just shows you right just because a bunch of people say no to your idea you need one person to say yes and that's that's what i that's what i got with drexel and i mean i proved it right there right mm -hmm. you just need one person to say yes yes that's so true yeah. whether whether it's in your business or in your career once you get that one yes that just catapults you it's exactly just, I so i i know you mentioned that you had been 
um, reached out to universities for a while, like up, up to a year. How did you stay motivated to keep doing it? Because that's, I feel like that's a lot of rejection to continue to get. Uh, yeah, I actually tweeted yesterday. Um, what did I say? Something about how to know if your idea is the right idea to pursue. And I put like two options. A, you think about it every day or B, you have the money to do it. And I put that out there. I mean, I say, A, that's how I felt about Be Fearless Summit. It was just something that really, and at that point, I think also I had gotten so much rejection and I was so confident in the idea. Yeah. And I was just like, this is just so dumb. I just need one yes. I yeah. And I realized yeah. from speaking to the colleges, it was like, all right, well, if you get so-and-so to say yes, maybe we'll say yes. And so it was just that. But also I was at Disney at the time. So a lot of my time was taken up by having that show. Okay. And so it was like in the months where I was thinking, is this worth it? I kind of would focus on the show, but something the same way with my blog, something just had me keep going back to that idea. And then when I got the yes, honestly, it was after I got the yes. And after I put on the Drexel one that I think things got a bit harder because now um, that I've done it, and I've seen the success from it, but it restarted the same thing again. I thought like, oh, I'm going to get in with Drexel and all of a sudden I'm going to be paid a hundred thousand dollars from um, all these other colleges and it was like no I mean it was the same thing I now pitched it out for six or nine months I got some really good leads and it would just nothing came of it and so it was it was really hard but then again I managed to figure out a way to do the next one but it was almost the same amount of rejection waiting for that second one as it was for the first wow yeah that's tough I I think it's really important that you you mentioned that because a lot I think a lot of times it's really easy to get it caught up with okay, I got success here. It's going to be success going forward. Yep. And that's it. I mean, it happens to some people. I mean, we see with influencers all the time, but that is the minority for you to just have success after success after success. There's a lot of work in the interim, but I really like what you talk about. Like really something internal that you saw yeah. that this was something that was valuable to people and you just needed the right person to say yes to it. Agreed. And it's frustrating sometimes because there's so many different types of startups. And mm -hmm. the thing about being fearless summit is I was relying on someone else to say yes to me. Mm. Obviously, if I did the summit on my own and I rented a space, whatever, I'm not really requiring that kind of yes. But even with Disney, I was looking for validation mm. for an idea by someone that I knew would help take me to the next level. And so you have to weigh the pros and cons of like, mm -hmm. is it worth begging almost someone for attention uh and if so what is the reward if they say yes from the time that you could spend you know doing it on your own or not needing someone else to validate your idea so mm -hmm. it's kind of like it's a give and take I think always as an entrepreneur yes yes agreed yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad you talk about validation because I think that's something it, I mean it's I'm just coming back to just who we are as humans that we want people who validate us, who re, re reaffirm what we're doing, whether it's just from as simple as getting likes or reposts on threads now or on Twitter yep. or Instagram, all this stuff. But at the end of the day, that's, I mean, that stuff can help you and your business. But I think you, you, you kind of mentioned it because there is a difference between influencers and entrepreneurs as far as mm -hmm. the monetizing and actually like making money from a product that you're bringing as opposed to a lifestyle that you're trying to portray. I think so. 
I think so. And, and my opinion is only one of, of many opinions. And I just, I think the way that I started my website and this natural evolution into so many other lanes and the mm-hmm. amount of work and time that's gone into it, really having to build it versus someone who's gone viral. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine like if I had had one video and then all of a sudden, like I'm a millionaire. I mean, I would never have learned the things that I've learned. I would have never figured out why I'm rejected. I've, you know, there's a whole business side behind entrepreneurship, right? Like you want to start any company and great, you have the idea, but like, you need to know how to sell it. You need to know how to get in front of the right people. You need to know how to net- network at conferences and like posting photos or posting videos mm-hmm. does not necessarily give you that experience, like the experience yeah. you get by really doing it. And so it's mm-hmm. just, it's just different. Yes. Just go going through that process and, and yeah. learning. So John Maxwell is a leadership expert. He talks about success being built daily not in a day. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's important what you talked about learning how to do those things because and I think we see it all the times with with athletes who came from nothing and then they're drafted in the first round, make all this money. And in a few years, they're bankrupt because they never really developed the skills or the character to continue to keep that money or know stuff about finances just just you have a million dollars or a hundred million dollars if you get that all at once but you don't know how to manage money you're going to lose it oh yeah and they don't teach you those skills anyway I mean I've really had to self teach myself these Mm -hmm. skills but it's very common that a lot of these young actors and athletes and whatnot have that similar either like breakdown or lose their mm-hmm. money or whatever yeah. it is because you can get that form of success mm-hmm. on your own but there's again the whole way that you can have an idea but how are you good at business they have the talent but there's a whole other side to really making it into something that I find really necessary to have a sustainable career for multiple multiple years yes that's yeah that sustainability piece is huge. Yeah. We all know people who were famous on YouTube or even actors like maybe 10 years ago. And there's a lot of them that they're like, well, where did this person go? They were in that one movie or in that one show. It's like, I, I haven't heard anything from them. And I think that's a common theme. You don't, it's really hard to see sustained success for even a couple of years, not talking five or 10 years in a lot of people. Yeah, of course. And and I think that's the thing also about what's different than someone who has a company that's sold in stores or more of a CPG brand is mm-hmm. that you get to a point when you're influencing content, creating only selling yourself as a brand. Mm-hmm. I was like, do I really want to keep putting myself out there, making yeah. your own content or sending your ideas out there and whatnot versus being able to say like, oh, I'm selling jam, try the <laughs> jam. Whereas like I'm selling myself. And that's why I've kind of dipped my toes into other spaces mm-hmm. is because I don't know that in 10, 15 years, I want to be actively spreading my ideas as often as I am now. Cause it's a lot of time spent yeah. uh, and, and a lot of um, what's, you know, outsider opinions on you and it's, oh, and it's yeah. hard sometimes. and when you know when you're selling jam for example <laughs> not everyone's gonna like the jam but it's the same with a person but mm-hmm. one has emotion and one doesn't 
Oh yeah, that that's so true. Because when yeah, when you're selling yourself and people don't like you, there's. I mean, it doesn't really matter how much self confidence you have; it's gonna get to you at some point. If you, that's and you the, can't, yeah. No, go ahead. No, I was just like, I'll just say it, it's gonna get to you at, at some point because this, especially with mental health and self talk, at some point, the stuff that they're telling you, you're gonna start saying to yourself because you feel like that's actually true, whether or not it is. Yeah, you need a lot of resilience in in either area of whatever it is that you're selling, but you really have to be incredibly confident in selling your own brand and your own mm -hmm. personal thoughts to a world that's not a real world if it's based on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So I, I know you you mentioned that as far as like long term, like maybe you're looking at diversifying, it sounds like. I'm curious as far as I know that you've been in entrepreneurship realm maybe for most of your life, maybe half of your life, like majority of your time is full of entrepreneurship. Have you ever thought of working for someone else or have you worked for someone else and how did that go? I haven't. Uh, I've never thought of working for someone else. I mean, sure, throughout the years, like being really broke or getting really frustrated, have I thought like, gosh, maybe I should just get a job. <laughs> yeah. But I never have actually actively looked at listings. And that's how I know. Like if I, if I was like actually on LinkedIn looking at listings or whatnot, then I would be like, all right, maybe this is the end of the road, <laughs> but I've never done it. Like I've thought about it and I've just never looked I'm it's like a 25 second thought. And then I'm like mm -hmm. on to the next. Yeah. Uh, so no, I haven't, I mean, I guess I've dabbled in it, but I've never actually pursued it. And have I worked for other people? Yeah, I interned a lot when I was younger. And that's when I really realized they're not good at working for other people. Uh, I had a, a co-founder, obviously, um, at Grasshopper. But everything else I've done has been on my own. I way prefer having a co-founder than working for someone else. Yeah. Because I, I just don't do well working for other people. Yeah. But yeah, I haven't, I haven't actually gotten it necessarily payroll or salary besides disney yeah no yeah i guess disney for sure i guess so yeah actually i have worked for someone else but it was still i had so much flexibility because it was yeah. my own show but yes i was on their payroll like they gave me a pay paycheck so i did work for them <laughs> but it was different yeah yeah no i, I was just uh, curious as far as i know you you know a lot of entrepreneurs because you've been doing it so long and you share yeah. a lot of valuable information about People just, they see the glamorous side of things, but we know that entrepreneurship, the glamorous side is very little percentage of it. A lot of it is hard work, determination, the rejection. But I think the reason why you're able to continue to do it and why I enjoy it is that it's something that you own and something mm -hmm. that you are able to develop and foster. And it's not really dependent on anything, anyone else. I mean, obviously people have to buy into what you're doing, but there's a lot more ownership than if you work for a company and you post something and they're like, well, you can't yeah. post that. You need to take that down kind of thing that you are able to manage all of it. Of course. I And I mean, when I was at Disney, I mean, I would have, if Radio Disney hadn't closed down, I, I loved that show. I really enjoyed actually being able to just show up and do my job, do the interview, do the hosting. I didn't have to do any of the production side or the editing and whatnot. And so I really actually enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. But there was a downside that I 
could not speak about a lot of things I had spoken about for years. Mm. And so that was, again, one of those decisions of like the give and take. I'm not able to do a lot of what I've done, but I also think this is going to get me further in my career. And so I decided to make the decision to obviously pursue the show, knowing that it would ultimately take me to the next level and Mm -hmm. give me a stamp Mm -hmm. of approval. Uh, and, and I'm glad that I did, but I certainly struggled with not being able to talk about everything I wanted to talk about. Fair enough. Fair enough. I I definitely see some parallels with that. And even like people who go the career route, because you took that job, you took that opportunity because of what you saw long-term it was going to give you, whether or not you were going to stay at Radio Disney long-term, the relationships you were building, understanding the industry, how it works, all of that, I'm sure was invaluable. And a lot of times with people in, in careers, there might not it, it might not be the specific company or specific role they want to get into, but they're stepping stones into maybe coming into a smaller company or just understanding more about the business. And a lot of times for what I've seen work with people is that when you're at a smaller company, there's just a lot of times you're doing a lot of different things that if you're at a bigger company, there'd be multiple people doing those things. So you get to learn a lot more. And that just puts you on the the fast track because you come into a new role and they're like, oh, you know this and this and this, and you can just go right to the top. I have a lot of friends who are keen to or want to work at a startup and then they go and get a startup job and they're like, oh my gosh, this is insane. And the founder's crazy. And we're working X (laughs) amount of days. Like I'm underpaid and- Mm -hmm. So it's yeah, it's definitely you got to be a really specific person to obviously run a startup, but even to work at a startup because it's a totally different pace than like the mm-hmm. Disney's of the world mm-hmm. and the large corporations that work with a very specific timeline, and that timeline is way slower than the timeline of a startup. Yes, way slower. Much slower. Oh my, I can I can get into that as far as the pace even between large corporations and then the paces of universities yes even slower than that <laughs> oh gosh that other yeah uh, that pace is an unnecessary pace that I no longer want to be <laughs> walking next to or like swimming through peanut butter next to oh, That's how I that. <laughs> yeah for sure for sure but is there anything that we haven't talked about yet about you or your brands or even maybe stuff coming up that you want to talk about? Uh, let's think. Yeah, I'm going to be restarting my podcast. So I'm pretty sure I'll keep the same name. So if anyone was subscribed before the new one filtered, I got like, I mean, I did that podcast before Disney through yeah. Disney. So I've got some great founders coming up on that awesome. um tyler dank who started beehive that's the nice. new mailchimp he, he'll be on the next one and um the founder of sweet laurel bakery if anyone's watching this and she's uh and based in la laurel is amazing so uh, uh i'm very excited about that and i would love to put on another be fearless summit in 2024 but it would likely not be with a university Mm-hmm. Uh, so I look forward to that as well. And then I personally look and want to get, I think, into the CPG space. So I have mm-hmm. one idea in particular, I think I'd like to pursue in that space. So I'm going to maybe go for it and just see if it works. But yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I've worked in CPG out of manufacturing side, like all of my career. Well, I can ask you all my <laughs> questions that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. If I, if I don't know, I probably know someone that knows. 
Awesome. Sweet. Then yeah, definitely. Uh, I haven't, I only really recently was like, all right, I think I've been thinking about it enough. Maybe I should just do it, but I have a lot of questions. So I'll pick your brain on that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Been primarily on the food side. Now I'm making like laundry detergent. And so, but I've learned that it's pretty much the same. It's just a different product, but the process Uh is basically the same. That makes me feel relieved because it's intimidating, but I love being uncomfortable. So this to me is the the way to now get uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm excited for all of that. I'm excited that your podcast is coming back. I know I listened to it uh, a few different times when I, I first saw you. I think I'm trying to think back how I we even got connected. I think it was from... I want to say it was from One Salting. I think they had you on a panel with a few oh. other people. Maybe. Um, yeah, I did. Or I actually interviewed John a while ago. It might've been, it might've been that. Uh, Maybe I know yeah, somehow it, they were involved in how we got yeah. connected. And I just, I think I just reached out to you. I told you what I was doing and I just wanted to connect. And, and that was a few years ago now. I know. And I'm so glad that you're still doing it. Yeah. John is awesome. That's a great company too. So I'm so glad that you, you found him as well. Cause it's like full circle. Yeah, it's definitely full circle. Yeah, sweet. Well, I know uh, we're about out of time. I know you just you just talked about your podcast. I want to make sure people know how to connect with you um, on all your socials, like what platforms you're on, your website, all of that, if you can share that. Yes. So my Instagram is at Alexa underscore Curtis. Uh, same for threads. I guess you have to plug now. Yes. Uh, TikTok is Alexa Curtis unfiltered. The website is life unfiltered with Alexa.com. And then uh, what was I going to say? Um, the podcast is the new unfiltered with Alexa Curtis. And I was going to do something else, but now I can't remember what. Oh, and I have a new as well newsletter that I've just um started so that's also at alexacurtis.beehive.com and awesome. so that's like a newsletter that i'm really enjoying writing so far that's that's amazing so i'm gonna make sure i put all this stuff in the show notes and for those of you watching on youtube you already saw i put it across the screen so you can subscribe follow like all the stuff that alexa is doing alexa thank you so much for being on the show i love your energy i love your passion to to help people it really it, it comes through the screen i think it's funny because we've, we've never met each other in person but every every time we connect i can tell how much you really enjoy what you're doing and you really are trying to make a difference especially in young women's life i know you help a lot of people but i know that's really been your focus and so thanks again for being on the podcast oh thank you same to you as well i love your your mission and your authenticity so it's great to to meet someone who's like-minded in that sense yes definitely and for everyone watching or listening thanks for joining us and keep being incredible thank you for listening to the incredible paul podcast with paul Ferranbi. we hope you enjoyed be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform we'll see you here next time and be incredible. Incredible. incredible.